Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, this is Chloe Brotheridge, and welcome to the Karma You podcast, which is designed to help you to become your calmest, happiest, and most confident self. So this week I'm doing another Q&A because the last Q&A I did, I didn't manage to get round to everyone's questions and that episode was really popular so I've decided to do another Q&A and answer some more questions for you. I also want to let you know about a new download that I have available on my website. If you head to www.karma-u.com forward slash shop you will see a new download on there and it's called the Instant Calm Hypnosis MP3. Now I give away a free MP3 which is designed to help you to relax and switch off when people visit my website and enter their details but I got a load of requests from people who wanted something a bit shorter so that they could more easily fit it into their lives and you can listen to this recording either in the morning or after work or even on the bus and it's just 10 minutes long but it's really powerful. I've packed it full of the most calming techniques that I could think of into that short amount of time so that you really get the most powerful experience that you can for that 10 minutes. So you can head over to karma-u.com forward slash shop and you can get that download. So we're going to go into the questions now and the first question that I got was from Jophiel89 and she was asking how do you differentiate between stress and anxiety and she was wondering if that was a stupid question but actually it's not a stupid question whatsoever it's actually something that is quite confusing and something that I hear a lot being asked. So a lot of the symptoms of stress and anxiety are very similar. So having an increased heart rate, noticing tension in your body, worry, you're going to have a a raised level of the stress hormones, cortisol and adrenaline, whether you're stressed or anxious. But the main difference is that often stress is related to something that's going on in our lives. And if you look at the definition of stress, it's the sense that we can't cope with a situation in our lives. So we might feel stressed about a project at work or about moving house, for example. 
And that stress is very much linked to situations in our lives. And when the situation is over, so that you've successfully completed a project or you've moved into your new house, usually the stress goes away. I suppose the difference between stress and anxiety is that the situation can end when you're anxious, however, you may still feel anxious. So in terms of generalised anxiety disorder, you might find that you're anxious about almost anything. And one situation might be over and you find something else to be anxious about because it's more to do with you and your brain and your way of responding to situations and your way of thinking about things. So even if the source of your worries ends, you might find that you become anxious or worried about something else. Now, there is a lot of crossover between anxiety and stress, but that's probably the main difference that I can think of. I think as well with anxiety, it's more of a sense of, it's nervousness, it's restlessness, it's waking up with a sense of doom. I remember waking up and thinking, God, how am I going to get through the day? Almost as if I was, you know, living in a nightmare. And when you're stressed, you might feel tense, you might feel a lot of pressure, but I don't think it quite has that same quality of feeling like you're living in a nightmare that anxiety does. Correct me if I'm wrong. But there you go, that would be my, my distinction between stress and anxiety. Next question is from Callan86. And they're wondering what the best way to deal with social anxiety is. And they experience that their face will flush and worries that people will start to notice and that they'll start to panic. So firstly, social anxiety is one of the most common forms of anxiety. And I think the most important thing to do if you have social anxiety is to challenge yourself. And I know no one really wants to hear this because to challenge yourself means doing the thing that you're most afraid of. And yet that is the only way really that you're going to overcome your social anxiety. And certainly things like therapy and hypnotherapy will help and support you to overcome that. But it really has to be about taking action and getting out of your comfort zone. And what happens is, so when you have social anxiety, you go into a social situation, say you go to a party, and your nervous system is responding as if being around other people, being judged by other people, is a life or death situation. And this goes back to when we were evolving, when we were in a tribe, and when we were in a tribe, our survival would have depended upon us being accepted by the tribe. Because you're not going to survive very long if you get kicked out of the tribe and they don't accept you anymore and they don't want you to live with them anymore. You're going to be on your own, you're going to be out in the elements, you won't have that support. And your chances of survival would be very slim if you're kicked out of the tribe. So we evolved to believe that it's very important to be accepted by other people. And when you have social anxiety, this sense is very much heightened. So when you go to a party, your, your body, your nervous system is responding as if it's life or death. And so what we need to do is to put ourselves into those situations where we're experiencing that anxiety. 
and stay with the uncomfortable feelings, stay with the anxiety, stay with the fight or flight, the nervousness, the fear. And when you do that, what you're doing is you are communicating to your nervous system that actually you're not going to die if you go and talk to people or meet new people or even if they judge you. And you can actually cope with that situation and you're going to survive it. And actually, you know, 90% of the time, that situation probably turns out well anyway. And so what you're doing is you're retraining yourself, you're retraining your nervous system and your body to feel safe and to know that you're not in a life-threatening situation. And this doesn't cure you the first time you do it, but you have to repeat it again and again. And more and more you learn that you can cope with those social situations and even if you do blush you know it's not the end of the world and actually what I would say about blushing is that most of the time people don't notice and even if they do people are usually very sympathetic people aren't going to think you're stupid or you know anything like that if they see you blushing because 50% of people say that they are shy so chances are half the people that you meet will have some empathy and some personal experience of feeling shy or embarrassed or even going red. And this is what I had to do. I have experienced a lot of social anxiety in the past. I used to get so nervous before meeting new people that my hands would shake and I used to go red and couldn't think clearly. And the way that I overcame it was through doing things like meditation and therapy and working on things like shame and working on my confidence and crucially going out and meeting lots of people and forcing myself to go to networking events and forcing myself to go and speak in public even though it seemed like the worst thing in the world and I felt like I was going off to the slaughterhouse every time I had to go and uh, give a talk. Thankfully I don't feel like that anymore because I have trained myself that actually it is safe, that I can cope with meeting people and speaking in public so I really want to just give you some hope that it is possible to overcome this, that you're not going to be stuck that way, but you do need to take some action and you do need to work on yourself and challenge yourself. So I'm wishing you all the best with that. The next question is from Kate Jones. She said, I'm loving your podcast. What podcasts, blogs, life coaches and books do you rate? So... I could basically go on about this all day. I love podcasts. I read. I've got several books on the go at any one time. Audiobooks, physical books, Kindle books. I love reading. But I've just had to think about a few that I want to recommend. So podcast. Um, one that I've really been enjoying recently is the Tim Ferriss podcast. And if you don't know who Tim Ferriss is, he is an American entrepreneur and lifestyle author. I don't know quite how to describe what he does because it seems like he does a lot of different jobs. But his podcast is all about interviewing people who are the best in the world at what they do. So whether they are authors or athletes or people in business and he chats to them for about one and a half to two hours and you find out so much interesting, useful information and so many inspiring stories from all of these people about things from, you know, business to spirituality to success to 
um, productivity, so many different really interesting topics. So I definitely recommend the Tim Ferriss show. I think it's called the Tim Ferriss show. I also really like Project Love and Selena and Vicky who um, run Project Love. They have a podcast, they have a blog, they do lots of events around London and they are life coaches who help people to create jobs and work and also to find love as well. So they are helping people with love in terms of what you do with your life and your career and also romantic love and I definitely recommend checking them out. One of my favourite people on Instagram is Lucy Sheridan-Whiteman. She is the comparison coach. She is one of the most lovely people ever and her Instagram is hilarious and really inspiring and just really interesting and really gets you thinking about things. And she's also just an absolutely lovely person and is incredibly supportive of other women. That's the thing that really stands out to me about Lucy. She's always cheerleading other people and supporting different causes and that makes me really want to support her as well so I want to just give her a shout out. Another podcast that I love is The Lively Show by Jess Lively and her podcast may be a bit woo-woo. If you're not a woo-woo type person it might be a bit woo-woo for you but it's about, about this idea of getting into alignment and basically she talks about getting into alignment which means getting into a really good mood and getting into a really high vibe state, if you like, and then taking action from that state. And how when we do this, the work that we do flows a lot more easily. And it's kind of got links to things like the law of attraction, if you're interested in that. If you're not, she gives a very kind of down to earth and inspiring and interesting take on that. So if you don't know anything about the law of attraction, you might still want to check her out and her podcast. And I definitely think there's something to this idea of getting into alignment and then taking action. And actually, I feel like that's something that I try to do. I always start my day with exercise and meditation and journaling, and I get into a really good mood and I make sure that I'm in a calm state of mind before I do any work. And I really think that's helped me to, to be at my best. So if you want to hear more about getting into alignment, check out The Lively Show. And then lastly, a book that I've just finished, which I highly, highly recommend, is called It's Not Always Depression by Hilary Jacobs Pendel. And this is for anyone that experiences guilt, shame, anxiety or depression. And her book is all about how we use anxiety, depression and shame as a cover for other emotions and how very often we're not really feeling our feelings and we're not really feeling things from the past or processing things like trauma from our past and anxiety and depression are emotions that we experience because we're not really deeply feeling our feelings and processing them. So she talks about a lot of really interesting case studies where people are starting to process their feelings and really feel and experience their core emotions like sadness, like fear, like anger. And if we can really start to process those emotions, then things like depression and anxiety start to disappear. And this has been a really interesting book for me personally, and also for the work that I do with my clients, 
And I've even realised that actually there are emotions that I haven't dealt with, feelings of anger that go back to my childhood that I'm just now starting to really acknowledge and process. And actually, it's been really interesting. So I definitely recommend that book um, if any of this resonates with you. It's called It's Not Always Depression. The next question is from Louisa Knows. And she's asking, how can I deal better with myself being anxious about losing control? Okay, so, ah, control, 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 control. It really is one of the key things when it comes to anxiety. We're scared of losing control. And the more actually we try to control things, the less in control we feel. And I have been known to be more than a bit of a control freak. And I have experienced this firsthand that the more you try and control things, whether it's yourself or other people or things that are just basically outside of your control, the more you're grasping, the more tense you are, the more you're likely to overthink things and try to overanalyze things. And actually when you're in that tense, overanalytical state of trying to control things, you feel really fucking out of control. So just acknowledging that sometimes can be a bit of a relief that actually we need to try and recognise what it is that we can't control. And that includes the weather, it includes what other people think of us, what other people feel, what other people do. So many things are actually outside of our control. I think we have often an illusion of being in control, but actually things are pretty out of control. But actually... Things are generally okay. You know, 99% of the time they turn out all right. And so I want to encourage you to really make a practice of letting go. And actually it's not something that you do just once. Letting go is an ongoing practice every day of reminding yourself and surrendering to those things that you can't control. And I like to think about our ancestors and how we as human beings have been evolving over billions of years, yeah, billions of years from stardust to the very complex animals that we are now. And thinking about all the things that our ancestors have had to deal with and all the things that they've survived and all the challenges that they've overcome. You can imagine over millions of years, the, the droughts and the travel and the weather and the you know, wars and all of those really challenging things. And all of that, all of that strength and all of those abilities and all of that knowledge from the evolution that your body has gone through, that your DNA has gone through, it's all within you. That is all inside of you and you have all of that potential within you. And so you are so incredibly capable. You're so incredibly capable. And trying to really get into that place of just trusting yourself that whatever happens, that you're going to be able to handle it because you've got all of that behind you and you've got all of your ancestors' wisdom and all of that evolution behind you. So one of my favourite quotes is, no matter what happens, I'll handle it. And so just reminding yourself of that when you're in that place of letting go of control that actually you can cope with things and you can handle things. So I hope that helps. And my last question for today comes from Real Miss Anxiety. And she says, 
Hello, Chloe. Can't wait for your podcast. I'd love to ask a question. What helps you to remember that you are more than your mental illness or your mental state? And she says that sometimes when I'm anxious, I find it hard to remember who I really am. So when it comes to this, I just want to say that we all have mental health. And I know you've heard this message before, but I think it's worth saying again. We all have mental health and we are all somewhere on that spectrum. And so try to remember that, you know, throughout everyone's lives, there's a one in four chance that you're going to struggle with a mental health issue. And yet everyone is going to experience something to do with their mental health because we all have mental health. And so, you know, you're not alone with what you're experiencing. So I think it's important to remember that having mental health is just something that makes you a human being. And there's no shame in feeling like you're struggling with your mental health. And also I think it's important to remember that nothing is fixed and things are always changing. Nothing stays the same. So even if you're really in a low state or an anxious state right now, you know, things can always change and you are not going to be like this forever. Especially if you're doing things like listening to this podcast or whatever else you might be doing to help yourself. I also want to say that actually, if you experience anxiety or any kind of mental health issue, you are strong as fuck. I think there's this belief sometimes that we tell ourselves that we're weak because we're struggling. And actually the opposite is true. All of the challenges that you've had to go through mean that you're incredibly strong. And the fact that you might struggle with things that other people find easy means that actually just getting through the day shows that you're a fucking warrior and you should be proud of yourself, you know, because if you are struggling, what we need to give ourselves is compassion and care and not beat ourselves up because when you recognise that actually if something is really difficult for you and you still manage to handle it, that makes you really strong. So please try and remember that. I also want to just remind you of what Oprah Winfrey says, and she says, turn your wounds into wisdom. And we all have opportunities to learn through our struggles. And often we learn our biggest lessons through the things that we struggle with. And I wonder how Maybe not now, but maybe in the future, you're going to be able to use what you're struggling with to help other people, whether that is through your blog, and I know you're doing that already for illness anxiety, um, to anyone else listening, whether that is through sharing a positive message or whether that's just helping a friend or helping a family member because you know what it feels like to struggle with your mental health. So trying to remember that. Maybe not now, but soon you're going to turn your wounds into wisdom and um, use that to potentially help someone else. All right, so those are my answers for your questions. Please do get in touch with me on Instagram. I'm at Chloe Brotheridge. If you have any comments or feedback or if you want to ask me a question that you'd like me to answer in the next Q&A or if you'd like me to cover any particular topics on the podcast please get in touch and let me know so I hope you have a really good rest of your week 
I'm sending you lots of love and all the best for a calm and happy week. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.